Yo, what's up? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So today, we're going to talk about uh, how to get started in real estate, even if you have a nine to five. I've done shows like this before, but it's always good to have uh, someone else's perspective and where they're actually coming from and how, how they started their journey while having a nine to five and being able to have success in real estate. I know a lot of you are watching this right now or listening to this on any of the podcast platforms do have a nine to five. I unfortunately never had a nine to five. I don't know if that's an unfortunate thing, but I've never had a nine to five. I've never worked for anybody. So I really can't speak from that perspective. So when I do hear of other people who have a nine to five right now and they created success in real estate, I want to live vicariously through them. I want to bring them on the show so that they can tell of their experiences of how to succeed while having a nine to five job. Obviously, I know how to get around it. I've had plenty of students over the years who had nine to fives and created success stories. Uh, but I've personally never been in the trenches. I call it the rat race. I've never had somebody paying me a paycheck in order to be able to uh, live while creating a real estate business. So again, I commend anybody who has a job right now and they're looking to get started in real estate. And this is what our special guest today has done. He's become really successful in a relatively short period of time. He just started in 2018. So for those of you wondering if now is the best time to get started, if 2018 was the best time to get started, you were probably thinking that four years ago as well, right? Right now is always the best time to get started, whether you have a nine to five or not. And our special guest is going to talk about his journey and how he, in 2018, started wholesaling. 2020, he became a realtor. Maybe we'll ask that question. Is it good to have a license or not, right? Uh, 2020, he started flipping towards the end of 2020. He rehabbed his first houses, uh, his first house. He's actually on his third one right now. Uh, he's documenting his journey. He has a YouTube channel. Make sure you check him out at Real Estate J Jones. And also, he's buying rental properties now as well, all while having a nine to five. So if Jay could do it, I'm sure he's going to tell you that you can do it as well. It's all about just getting started and making it happen. But without further ado, let's welcome Real Estate Jay Jones to the podcast. What's up, man? What's going on, Jamel? I appreciate this opportunity, man. Man, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I'm happy to have you, man. And uh, looking forward to hearing your journey, man. I know we were talking a little bit before we hopped on the line, just so I could get a little bit of uh, detail, a little more background on you. But um, yeah, man, interesting story, bro. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. So, you know, just a little bit about me. You know, I don't like to talk too long, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me before real estate and then right into my journey now. Um, you know, I've always, you know, struggled through school. You know, I'm not even average student, bro. Like I've, I, I barely, you know, graduated high school. You know, if I would not have taken my 10th grade English class in the 12th grade, I wouldn't have passed. So, you know, I just, you know, had a hard time when it came to school. Um, you know, went to a community college, was there for like a year. End up failing out of that school because of the GPA requirement. So, you know, I just, you know, whenever it's something I don't like, I just can't really get myself into it. 
Um, so I ended up having to go to a trade school and learn about computers, IT. And that kind of is what I do today. That's, you know, I'm still doing that in my nine to fives, IT. So I found something that I liked. I did really well in that school, became one of the top students in that class. Um, and that's when I learned in life that, you know, you got to find something you like to do. You know, you're willing to put in the extra hours and time when you do that. So that's what I do right now for my nine to five. And to kind of bring that into my real estate journey, um, at the age of 27, you know, I'm, I'm working this nine to five. You know, it's a good nine to five, but I'm still unfulfilled. I'm starting to notice, you know, people that retire are still having jobs. And I'm like, hey, I thought this was supposed to be like a golden year. So, uh, you know, I started developing an entrepreneurial trait, man. And I wanted to pick up something. And I started a few businesses in my 20s that didn't pan out. And then I came across real estate. 27 years old and uh, learned about wholesaling and you know I deep dived into it just like everybody else does and next thing you know I start seeing people with these checks and I said this has got to be this has got to be real it's gonna be a scam like this has got to be something and I just always have loved real estate man like you know 11 12 my mom and dad were fixing and flipping in Detroit with the nine to five as well so that's when the seed was dropped but I wasn't really into it at that time. But when I got to about 27, I was like, I got to do something for my mom. My daughter just got born. You know, I'm still having negative bank accounts. I'm like, you know, this is not cutting it. I got to figure this out. And I uh, ran across wholesaling and literally got hooked. And I started, closed my first deal in four months. So it was a long four months, though. But it was four months. I got that check. It was proof of concept. And then it was off from there, man. And uh, a lot of my business, even today, is based off of the wholesaling foundation, right? Knowing how to find a deal, um, you know, how to get it funded, and all those things, right? Going and, and really, really doing some lead generation all starts from wholesaling. And then I grew into doing uh, my first fix and flip in December of 2020. I also became a realtor as well in 2020, so all during the pandemic. And all those things have helped me to grow my business and to have more opportunities to, to make more money. And that kind of brings me up to speed to today, man. So, you know, like I said, I'm just a, just a regular guy, man. Um, just struggled through school, but I found something I loved. And, you know, I just go hard at it each and every day. That's right, man. So you mentioned it took you four months to get your first deal, man. So um, most people... so. Just to backtrack a little bit on that, give you a little backstory on what I'm about to ask you. It took me 13 months to get my first $1,500 check, right? What happens during the process, right? Most people expect to get a check because they sold the 30-day thing, right? Get your first check in 30 days. That could happen to people, no doubt. But majority of the people, it's not going to happen for. So what happened during that journey, journey during the four months? What kept you going? Did you ever want to give up? Like, how did you feel during that, that time frame while you were working at nine to five and trying to get your first deal? Yeah, man. You know, I was, I was just so motivated to try something new. Um, there was a time where I was would, like ready to give up because, you know, when you're out putting out bandit signs late night and you're doing the yellow letters, this was back, I was writing them. I had my yeah. mom and my, my wife helped me write these letters or sending them out. You know, after like a month, you know, you start noticing, okay, why isn't my phone ringing? You know what's going on so there was times where you know i was discouraged you know but i would keep watching youtube videos like your channel and, and other people's channel and i'm like yo 
this has got to work. You know, I just got to figure out what way it's, it's going to work for me. So I just kind of just kept going, man. Just kept going, trying new things, you know, uh, trying new strategies, right? So I went from doing the yellow letters to maybe, you know, cold calling. So I tried different things and I gave it some time. Um, and then my first deal actually came from uh, online marketing. So I had an investor mm -hmm. care website and that was a new thing I tried and it worked. Uh, but during that time, man, it was just a lot of adjusting, right? Should I try this? Give it some time. Should I try that? You know, because um, you're just starting off, man. You're on the training wheels, right? You're just trying to get your balance and get things going. So uh, that's really what I was doing that entire time was just trying new things, but keeping that motivation up because my situation wasn't going to change if I wasn't going to change. So that was my mindset kind of going through it. And also hearing people like, like yourself, 13 months, Heard somebody else say, hey, it took me 12 months, it took me six months. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm only in it for a couple months. And next thing you know, I find my first deal in four months. So I just kind of stayed with it, man, because I just I really wanted to change my situation. That was that's the real reality. I like those words, man. Your situation won't change unless you change. And that starts with the way you think. Right. Yeah. So the way you think will affect everything else in your business as well, man. But you mentioned a couple of different things, man. Uh, you mentioned that you tried different things. You didn't give up. Uh, you obviously gave it some time to see which one was going to work for you. And you, you understood. So in the beginning, you had a goal. You knew that it was going to be difficult. And you just didn't give up. And you made it happen at the end of the day, right? So so why wholesaling, bro? Like, why did you pick wholesaling as, as your way to get started in real estate? Yeah, man. So it starts back to, again, I'm 27 years old. Uh, it's funny, man. It's like a Sunday my daughter's born again. I got a negative bank account and gotcha. I got an entrepreneurial spirit, right? I tried some things. I'm like, man, I got to find something. So I literally sat down and wrote down 10 business ideas and mm. I was going back to it. You know, it took me like a week, but I would go back to it. Right. I had this piece of paper, put it in my safe. I'm like, all right, what do I want to do? And you know, that voice just said to me, whatever it is that you do, let it be something that you want to do long term, not just the hustle. But what is it that you really, 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 really want to do? And it was like, I want to do real estate. It was one of those things where you're like, all right, I, this is what I really want to do. But then I'm like, like everybody else, I don't have any money. You know, like, how do I start off doing this thing? And uh, picked up my phone and kind of went down that rabbit hole, man. You know, real estate, no money, little money. And next thing you know, I start seeing these videos about wholesaling. And it took me quite a while. Like, it wasn't just the first video and I was on. It, it took a little while. And I was like, all right, I keep hearing about this same process. And then I was like, you know what? Wholesaling just sounds like one of those things where I would love, right? Because you got to grind. You got to find these motivated sellers. You know, maybe not a lot of people want to do this. And you can get paid in less than two weeks, three weeks sometimes. So I said, all right. And uh, once I kind of grasped onto the concept, to me, I don't know if it's just because I might be hard-headed, but it was it for me, man. I was like, I'm just going to stick to this and build my cash yeah. up, you know, from here. Yeah, no doubt, man. I call wholesaling middleman income, man. You could literally stick yourself in between, you know, uh, a buyer and a seller and make and keep the difference, make the profit, man. So yeah, it's definitely a, a, a great way to get started. I personally started off as a rehabber, um, yeah. and then I started wholesaling after. Um, I was baptized by fire, they call it. <laughs> I just jumped in and did it, man. But um, yeah, so wholesaling was was your was your way to 
get started and then you started looking into other avenues as well so what obstacles did you face when you were just getting started yeah my lot of my obstacles was kind of like just getting lead generation right so wholesaling was you know how do i keep this phone ringing um you know and and that was really my my biggest challenge you know so again that kind of goes back to you know trying different things what things are going to work uh so that was my biggest obstacle because i noticed you know, once I got a really good deal, it didn't take me long to sell it. Mm-hmm. So that was my obstacle was, okay, how do I keep this funnel going um, while having a nine to five and while still juggling this, right? And that was really my biggest obstacle was was, was time. You know, I didn't have gotcha. a lot of time, like, like the full-time real estate investor or the full-time wholesaler. I said, how do I take advantage of the time I have? And uh, it was time and lead generation. And then I had to just break those things down and figure out how I could, you know, achieve those tasks. So I started just doing time blocking, you know, because hey, my nine to five has got me for the time it's got me. But I call it the five to nine, right? So after that, mm. I'm all I'm on the phone, you know, like it's a Friday night, I'm outside, my wife thinks I'm crazy, you know, it's eleven, it's like no, not eleven o'clock, but like eight o'clock at night, I used to call, tell my wife, all right, I'm about to put these bandit signs out. And I wouldn't come back to like eleven or twelve. Mm. And I would do this Friday night, so, so like this is this. I was just so dedicated to it, but I just had to again just try different things and understand that this is how I change. This is how I change my situation, and this is how I take control of my my life. You know. Bro, I remember being out, you know, I remember, so a couple of things, man, when I first started up my real estate business, man, I, I could vividly remember, and you kind of bring it back memories for me, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, re- I remember vividly being up to five o'clock in the morning with my wife writing yellow letters, right? This was back in like 05, 04, 03, right? I remember vividly putting out banner signs in 05 till like four in the morning until I was able to hire somebody to do it. These are all things that you have to go through in order to really get this stuff going. But today you have YouTube adversity where you can learn this stuff, be motivated while you're doing it, listening to this this stuff while you're doing it. And at the same time, you can um, you can make progress, right? Yeah. You can speed up the process a little yes. bit because the information is different today than it was years ago. So these days you can speed things up but you still have to put in the work and that's what people don't tend to realize. Um, The hardest part of getting a business off the ground, the hardest part of getting anything off the ground is is the lift off, right? So if you wanna get a a rocket ship in in a space, the hardest part is having enough power to lift it off the ground to get it in the orbit. It's the same thing with a business, right? You gotta have uh, enough energy, you gotta have enough push and a, a solid enough foundation to be able to get your business in the orbit. Cause once it's in orbit, what happens? It floats, right? And then deals start coming to you and then things just start happening because you're already in motion. So uh, they say a body in motion stays in motion, but you gotta get it in motion first. Your business body, you gotta get it in motion in order for it to work. And then, uh, does it really take that long to be able to do that? In your opinion? Um, you mean to get it off the ground? Yeah, to really get your business in motion? Uh, I mean, not, not really, man. Once you kind of, once you kind of get, you know, some things going like in the real estate spot, you know, once you you know get a deal or two and you start seeing money coming in, you know, once you kind of get it going, it doesn't take too much, you know, uh, but right. you still got to stay, you got to stay consistent with it. But once you kind of get it, 
yeah, you get those, those deals rolling in and those opportunities coming, follow-ups, things like that. Like, it just kind of starts to kind of compound effect um, once you start. That's right. I love it, man. Good stuff, man. Consistency yeah. is, the, is the key word right there for everybody. Listen, yeah. number one, get started. Number two, be consistent with it. Yeah. And those are going to be your biggest obstacles. If you could get started, get out of your own way to get started, push yourself to do something, but then be consistent with it. You can't be spotty with it. So you can't be like, okay, I'm going to send out, uh, I'm going to put out 250 banner signs this week and then, you know, next week come around and yeah. you're like, I don't feel like it today. I'm going to put out 50. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. Or you can't be like, I'm going to send a mailer to this group this month. And then next month I'm going to send out a different mailer to a different list. You got to build a relationship with the people you, you started building a relationship with in the first place in order to be able to get them to know you. Right. So these are just little things that you want to be mindful of as you're building your business. But the whole thing is getting started and being consistent. And the longer you can be consistent, how can you fail? There's no such thing as failure. Right. If you're consistent long enough, there's going to be some type of success, which is going to pay you for all of the time that you uh, put into the business in the first place anyway. Right? So why don't, why don't you why don't we provide our listeners who are. Working a nine to five. I, I love the fact that you said you had a nine to five, then you had a five to nine. So that means you were putting what four hours a day into your business. Yeah, at least. Um, so yeah. Right. So. So let's say four hours a day into your business, right? How many days a week were you doing that for? So at least three to four. You know, three to four, three to four days. days. So you're talking ten to twelve hours a week into your business that on the side. Good. And a lot of it was done on. Saturdays and Sundays, those days too as well. Got you. So you, you found the time. You found 10 hours a week. Um, and, and in four months, you, you got your first deal. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, bro. So I, I know this is a little personal, but what was your first check like? First check. Uh, so I remember selling it for either 13 or 14000 And I got it under contract for fifty five. So that was, was uh, seven 7000 something like that. So you made seven thousand dollars. So basically, after four months, it took you set. You made seven grand after four months, right? And that was your proof of concept right there. That that's that was your shut up check. You knew yeah. that it worked after that point, right? So then you just started getting into other things and growing your real estate business a little bigger, right? Correct. Perfect, perfect, man. So why don't we provide our listeners with, let's say, a three to five step process? To getting started, if they do have a nine to five right now, from your perspective, so like, what was the what would be the first thing you would do if somebody has a nine to five right now, trying to get their first check, gotcha. in wholesaling real estate? What would be the first thing, second thing, third thing that you would do, in order to, to help that person go from where they are to where they want to be? Yeah. So first thing I would say is uh, let's find a marketing strategy, right? So while you're working, because you know you, you know what time you gotta be at work and what time you leave work. So I would say let's find a marketing strategy that will work for you maybe while you're working. So let's maybe start with a mailing campaign. Um, if you don't want a cold call, right? So let's say a mailing campaign every single week or every other week, you're gonna mail to that same campaign. Now stop um, right there for a second. Because yeah. a lot of people are afraid to invest into their businesses as well, right? I don't know what, what it is. But people feel like they're spending money when they 
when they put money out towards their businesses. You gotta flip the you gotta flip the switch on that, right? So the way you should be thinking about marketing is like putting money in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not spending the money, you're saving the money, or you're investing it, which is it's called real estate investing, right? So you're investing the money into marketing, which will eventually I don't care if it takes you five, I don't care if it takes you ten thousand dollars to get your first deal from marketing campaign. I guarantee guarantee you and guarantee is a strong word i probably shouldn't be saying that on the podcast but i'm telling you you're going to get all that money back and a profit along with it you just gotta stick you gotta be consistent long enough and it might hurt it might hurt you for four months like it did for jay right but at the end of the day he was consistent right i don't care if you got to put out 250 a month right i don't care if you got to put out 500 a month Come up with something that's consistent for you that you can be consistent with over a six-month time frame, right? If you do that, I'm telling you, you're going to close a deal as long as you're consistent, right, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I would say the first thing is, like, let's find a marketing strategy. I think you hit you hit on a good point. The second one is, like, regarding, regarding your money, right? So you get paid every two weeks, right? Find out how you can take that money from your check that you would spend on maybe going out to eat or whatever, right? A couple hundred dollars. Take that money and use that to invest into your business. And that means just, again, yeah, budget, right? So come up with the budget. So there's your second thing. So if you say, hey, I know I can at least maybe save $500 a month if I just stop mm-hmm. these things, right? So there's your second thing is a budget. And so the budget third, and sacrifice, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if you, if you break down your expenses, I'm sure you can find a way to cut the fat and you take right. that and invest into your business, you know, while you're starting off. Let me give a, a little bit of a plug right here. I have nothing to do with this app, but I've been using it for a little while myself. It's called Truebill. If you want to really create a budget for yourself and, fi- and, and, and watch your finances, know how much money, know your net worth, your credit score, and all that stuff all in one place. Check out True Bill. I'm going to link it in the description box for you because I use it. I'm not an affiliate of it or anything like that. But I think that True Bill, True Bill should be paying me to to, <laughs> to shout them yeah. out like this. But honestly, man, it's a great resource. You know, all jokes aside, it's a great resource for anyone looking to see where they could cut some fat. You know, um, you, you know where your money is going, right? You link all your accounts to it. And then you just allocate your expenses every month. Once you set it up, it's easy, yeah. right? So um, check out True Bill if you're looking for where you can cut some fat to be able to apply towards your business. Yeah, for sure. And I think the third thing, so we said marketing, um, budget, and I think the third thing is just to create um, just a weekly action, a weekly action plan, right? Just. Don't think about the whole month or months down the line. Let's just create a weekly action plan every single week that you want to do, right? So, like, for me, what I would do is, you know, once I figured out, you know, I was doing really well on the phones, I would call my wife after I left my 95, tell her I'm going to Starbucks. I would park up at Starbucks for two hours. I would call for two hours, whatever I can do in that time. Yep, whatever I can do in that time, just like I'm big on sports. Whatever I can do in that time, I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to leave it all there. I'm gonna come back the next day. So and I started noticing it. You start putting six, seven, eight hours on the phone consistently, you're gonna find some motivated sellers, some yep. follow ups. You're gonna get better at it, yep. Yep, and you're gonna get better at it. And then you're gonna find some deals. So the third thing would be just a weekly action plan. You know, hey, I'm gonna send out this many mailers, 
I'm in the car for at least maybe six hours this week. You know, maybe that's two hours each time. That's three days. Um, and then just take that weekly action plan. And then try to find a way to kind of maybe measure yourself so you can kind of find a way to expand later. But those would be my three actions. Three, three steps would be marketing, find a way to get a quick budget. Third thing is just create a weekly action plan and then commit it, commit to yourself. No negotiations and just get to it. Because after you do it for so long, I'm telling you, just like you said, you stay consistent for so long, it's got to work. You know, yeah. the law of averages, like Jim Rohn says, like, you know, it's, it's going to come in your favor. Like, that's, I, I truly believe that. And that's why I still do that to this day. And that's why I believe I still catch the deals that I catch, even when I'm doing 95, because yeah. you're going to catch a fish if you're out there for so long, man. That's right, man. I love it, man. Um, I love the weekly action plan. I would even venture to say, go, you know, for me personally, you know, every night before I go to bed, I know what I'm going to do the next day, right? So I create a list. So I know what the I know what the goal is for the week, but then I even venture to go back down to a daily plan so I can reach the goal by the end of the week, right? So I'm looking at the bigger picture, and then I'm saying, okay, this is what I want to accomplish this week. Here's how I'm going to do it, right? So... Uh, and then you said, after that, just be consistent. So marketing strategy, that's going to get your incoming leads coming in. You said budget and sacrifice, right? It, it, it might hurt a little bit in the beginning, but it, you're going to love it in the end because you'll be able to, if you if you're buying two, if you're buying one Starbucks coffee today, you'll be able to buy you'll be able to buy twenty of them later on, right? And then a weekly action plan, man, make it happen. And then you, you mentioned something that was key, the consistency. Right. The the uh, the just getting started part of making this whole thing happen. I think if you punch a wall long enough, eventually you're going to punch through the wall. Right. Yeah. It might hurt your fist a little bit. You might have that obstacle, but eventually you're going to get through the wall. So if you just do something for a long enough period of time, it's going to work. You mentioned fishing. Right. Yeah. You said, yo, if. I go to the fish if I go if I go to the lake and I drop some bait eventually a fish is going to bite yeah. right so if I do that if I'm just consistent for a long enough period of time I'm going to get the result love That's it man awesome. great action plan yeah. so obviously you got a YouTube channel man you're docu documenting your process you got into uh, being a realtor what made you want to do that man yeah, so this is uh, during COVID, so pandemic time, right? And uh, I noticed a little bit of my wholesaling business kind of slowed down a little bit. And uh, I started going through that thought process, right? Uh, it was one of those uh, one of those shower moments, man, where you're like, I got to figure something out, man. Something's got to work. And I started thinking about multiple streams of income. But I'm like, I don't want to leave real estate. You know, like I didn't want to leave it. And, and do, do like trucking and then come back to real estate. Like I wanted to stay within this, this umbrella. And so I said to myself, well, what if I become an agent? Because I was shooting down the idea for like two years. I didn't want to become an agent. But I said, Why is that? because I used to say things like, oh, you know, I don't want the regulation. I don't want to pay the dues and all the same kind of wholesale stuff that people would say. But uh, I read this book called Imagine Thinking Bid and it talks about how to like structure that book. Yep, and I said, well, what if I think about like, what can they do for me? And um, I thought about it, I said, you know what? I could get access to MLS, I could list houses, which can make my company more money. Um, and, you know, as an investor, I can always use access to MLS, right? Um, so I said, okay, let me, 
let me let me let me give it a shot. And so I, I thought about it and I said I'm gonna do it. And I started seeing kind of where the wholesaling space was going, right? With you know Philadelphia and Oklahoma and Chicago, and I started seeing regulation coming down on you know some of the wholesaling community. And I'm like, all right, well, what if I get ahead of the curve just in case something happens? Plus, I can become a realtor. And I didn't even notice this part till I flipped my first house, but I could list my own house. Yep. So now I'm bringing money back. So when I start thinking like that, I said, you know what? Let me buckle down four months. I just studied, you know, my wholesaling business took a little bit of a, a downturn because I had I didn't have that much time, you know, nine to five and all these things. But I, I got my I got my license in four months, and it actually it is making my business more money, right? I've listed some homes. Um, I haven't found anybody buy a home, um, but I, I find I have agents who will take my buyers and I'll make a buyer referral fee. So less time and I can make more money. So that being an agent has now helped my business. You know, I can now make a couple thousand dollars more just by having that, you know? So it does help. It's not necessity though to wholesale. Right. So you find it, you find it easier or at least you found benefit in having your your license while you're wholesaling. Just to be clear for everyone on the line, just like Jay just said, it's not necessary. You don't need a license to invest in real estate. You don't need a license to wholesale real estate. Um, if you're not in Philadelphia, you definitely need a license at this point. They're uh, requiring regulations in Chicago. Uh, uh, they have regulations in Chicago. They're requiring uh, certain things in Atlanta now. Uh, I think it was Oregon and i think oklahoma so in those areas you're gonna have to abide by certain laws and i do i do see this spreading uh in certain states in the near future it is coming but uh as of right now you don't need a license to invest in real estate to wholesale real estate by any means and if you come to a point where you needed to uh have a license you could always double close which is another way around that Right. Unless they come up with some type, because technically the the uh, the law is stating that in, in these areas, they're stating that you're operating without a license, which is not true. So instead of operating without a license, according to what they're saying, take ownership and then sell, because nobody can tell you once you take ownership of the property. Right. So that's just another, you know, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I actually did a video on this uh, when Philadelphia release their new regulations uh, some time ago. I'll, I'll be sure to link that up in the cards if you're watching this on YouTube right now. But, you know, being an agent can be beneficial. I actually started off in a real estate business as an agent. Then I became a broker, got into investing very shortly after that. So I understand both sides of the fence myself as well, man. Um, you started off as an investor and then became an agent. So you kind of flip-flopped it. Um, so there's benefits to doing both, right? Yeah, there, there is, you know, and it all kind of depends, like, how do you want to set your business up, too, you know? That's right. Um, but you don't have to be an agent by any means, you know. You could flip properties and not be an agent, you can wholesale, you know. Um, I just looked at it, you know, during the pandemic of a way for me to, you know, have more opportunity. And uh, I said, you know, let me, let me do this. You know, I know it's going to take a little more time out of my hands, but, you know, it might be beneficial. And I always thought, you know, what if something happens, you know, say with the nine to five, you know, I can always just use this to pick up some money as well as wholesale, fix and flip, you know, and just have it as just another leg to stand on. So that's right. Um, 
that's just kind of how I was thinking at that time. And um, like I said, it, it helps, you know. Uh, definitely when I do a fixing flip, man, and I'm like, yo, I don't have to pay 3% to you, I can pay to myself. Hey, that's I'll right, take man. that every time, you know. Keep it. Multiple streams of income, bro. Yeah. So, quick question, man. Obviously, you're doing this YouTube uh, thing, and, and you started that up just to document your journey. Where can our listeners uh, watch your channel? Yeah, man. You can follow me at uh, Real Estate J Jones. Jones is with a Z, J O N E Z. And uh, you know, you just go there. I actually have my first wholesale story video all the way to where I am now. So uh, that was a horrible video too. It was terrible quality. <laughs> But uh, I kept that up there, man, so that I could really kind of see where I come from, like, as far as where, where I came. Um, and I just document. I share things I'm learning, um, things I've learned from other investors and mistakes that I've had, like, that I'm going through. I just share those things with my audience because um, I was looking for a lot of this real estate content when I started off. So I'm just trying to provide the things that I wanted to see when I was, you know, fresh in the real estate wholesale space. And I just wanted to share, man, and just add to the Real Estate 07 community. That's right, man. I'm going to make sure I link that page in the description box. Be sure to check out Real Estate J. Jones on YouTube yeah. for everybody listening to this on the podcast or watching this on YouTube. I remember my first YouTube video, man. This was back in 2008. I launched my channel April 16, 2008, man. Um, I wasn't consistent with it until about 2019, but I put out a good 60, 70 videos over that time frame. Yeah. And uh, just horrible videos, man. Horrible. <laughs> um, hey, man. I, do, I, I do know exactly what you're talking about. I deleted some of the videos because they were so bad, man. Yeah. I kept them out, but it's all good. It's, it's hard, though. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's good to kind of keep those videos. And, like, I, you know, I got my daughters. I, I want them to see those videos. It actually kind of makes yeah. me feel really good. My, my daughters, I got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And my four-year-old, like, she gets so excited to see Daddy on YouTube. She thinks it's something. Yeah. But also, when she gets older, I'm hoping that she can see what her dad has been doing to develop, you know, this real estate business. And uh, if she ever wants to pick it up, you know, she can look at it. So, you know, when I get those days and wanting to quit YouTube, I think about my daughter and how excited she gets just to see me on on, on YouTube. And uh, I feel like, you know, I'm just trying to, try to help people out here. So, any in any way I can that's do right, so, man. that's what I'm going to do through YouTube. That's what this is all about, bro. Now, what books are you currently reading? I know you mentioned The Magic of Thinking Big was one of them, but what are you reading anything that had a significant impact on your business at all? Um, the book I'm reading right now is actually different. It's actually called, I think it's called The Master of Public Speaking. It's a public speaking book right now. But um, as far as the real estate book, a book that really kind of changed my trajectory um, Magic Thinking Big was good, but I was already kind of going in real estate at that point. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad was was a good one, but that didn't, I'll tell you the book that it was, because Rich Dad Poor Dad was nice, but it was called The the One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, it's called oh. The One Thing, and then, like with me, man, they, they said I had ADD when I was a kid, so, you know, me and my friends always over the place, but I read this book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, and that book right there is what really, really helped me learn about time blocking and how you can be real, real, uh, like, dangerous when you can just focus on one thing at a time, get it done, get it knocked out. And that's what really changed my trajectory in real estate because when I first started off, again, I was trying so many different things. I read this book and I, and I was like, what marketing strategy am I going to try? 
cold calling was it. And then I started reading that book and started learning about other skills. But the one thing by Gary Keller is the book that really, really helps me even to this day that I still apply. Cool, man. The one thing, I'm going to make sure I link all of those books in the description box. Make sure you check those links out. Always good to continue your education as you invest in real estate. And honestly, I'm a I'm an audio learner, so I listen to a lot of books, man, every single month um, while I'm working out. So I'm gonna recommend Audible as well down in the description box for you guys as well. Make sure you listen listen in on Audible if you're an audio learner. Uh, listen, man, if you had to provide our listeners with some last words of advice to getting started, even if they have a nine to five, what would those words be? Uh, the words would be number one, um, just find some passion in, in what you're doing. Because uh, it's really important to, to love what you're doing. Because you put in the extra hours. You're willing to learn a little bit more when you love it, right? And not just for the money, but just because the process is going to make you better. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to become. So I would say, you know, if, if it's real estate, you know, find the passion in real estate. And the second thing is just as easy as it, as it sounds, it's the realest thing I can tell you. It's just to start today. The only reason why I feel like I've gotten any kind of success is because each and every day I'm willing to just keep starting and keep going. And I would just say find passion, love what you do, and start today because there's no better time than the present. That's it. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Start today, start now. Right now is always the best time to get started. And in order for you to succeed in anything, you got to get started. You got to get going. Jay Jones, Real Estate Jay Jones. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on all of his platforms and make sure that you guys support him. Reach, reach out to him. He's uh, providing information during, a, during his journey on how to become successful in real estate, even if you have a nine to five. Um, so make sure you uh, uh, support that and make sure that you um, uh, let him know that you're taking action as well, the same way he is. Jay, we, we appreciate you, bro, and uh, looking forward to having you on his uh, podcast again. Uh, sometime in the near future, man, to hear more of your success stories. And uh, for you guys listening to this podcast, we're going to see you on the next one. Peace.